On this episode of Missouri Catfish, we talked to Craig Shoemate, who caught a triple-digit blue cat on the Missouri River. I'm your host, Cliff Thornburg. Shove off with us. Let's get started. Telling stories by the fires. The gators are singing like a thousand people squire. And then Dad says, did you hear that? That's the sound of an Appaloosa cat. Bite. Welcome back. It is June 22nd. I'm your host again, Cliff Thornburg. You are listening to Missouri Catfish. Thank you for listening. Our contact information is Missouri Catfish Podcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to reach out to us and give us any updates, good, bad, or otherwise. This benthic broadcast is being brought to you by Easy Clips Culling System. You can get these Easy Clips Culling System off the Facebook page or at Tackle Bandits. A friend of mine is in poor health and he has a his uh, belongings, possessions are being sold at MissouriLandandFarm.com, Tony McCollum in Keatsville. And he had several boats. He was a, a coon hunter, fisherman, uh, set line fisherman. He has several things that might be of interest to people who listen to this podcast. So that's Missouri Land and farm.com. It's all online. So if you want to peruse and, um, look at things on there, um, I would encourage you to do that. Again, that's MissouriLandandFarm.com. I saw several, it's baseball season, and this isn't really news, but there's several baseball teams in the area, in the state, with catfish names. So, in Cape G, Cape Girardeau, they're called the Cape Catfish, and they have a cool logo. They're NCAA ball players. It's it's not professional, but it, it's cool to see catfish as mascots. And there's also the Chillicothe Mudcats. Chillicothe's up on the Grand River. So that's just cool. And if you're ever in Chillicothe or Cape and want to check out some baseball college players, you check that out. And, of course, in the Quad Cities, there's a Quad City River Bandits. Now, they have a raccoon as their mascot, but it's a very cool logo. It's a Royals uh, single-A affiliate, and it is right on the Mississippi River. I've never been there, but that's on my short list of places to go because I like baseball. Summer, baseball, catfish, just cool when it all comes together. But yeah, the Quad City River Bandits is a cool, cool stadium from all reports. 
Cormac McCarthy, he's an author. He has passed away. He wrote All the Pretty Horses in a in a book that was made into a terrific film, No Country for Old Men. And it's noteworthy to us because he also wrote a book called Sutri, which is a based on the Tennessee River a doomed Huckleberry Finn. It, it's a cool book just because of where it's based. He kind of catfished. He, all his friends were kind of freaks. But sorry to hear that Cormac McCarthy passed away. His, his books were always based in the West or on a river. Some kind of uh, outdoor outdoor setting there. Sorry to hear that. Our guest, Craig Shoemate, we have been, Craig, I've asked him to be on the show, and, and his schedule, my schedule, it's just been terribly busy uh, for for me at the podcast, for Craig, everybody's fishing and, and life things, and in the summer, it doesn't get dark until later, podcasts are just very hard to put out to interview people in the summer when the time changes and people aren't fishing or outside as much. It's it's much easier. But thankfully, we have Craig on here. He caught a giant catfish earlier this year. And anytime someone catches a triple-digit catfish, I think it's noteworthy and newsworthy, first of all, but just a terrific highlight of the fishery we have here. And Craig's a great interview. So I hope you enjoy this. Without further ado, here is Craig Shoemate. All right, so we're on here with Craig Shoemate. And Craig, we, we brought you back on. You're one of very few repeat guests on here. So congratulations with that. I appreciate it. Um, and, and we brought you back. This will be a triple-digit story here and we don't get very many of those and it's worth celebrating and and we wanted to have you on to to retell your your experience well i've i've been fishing on that river and i've never i've never caught one over 100 pounds until uh but uh let's i can't remember exactly the date but uh probably two and a half months ago i would say was that, that's approximately the date and and how big was the fish or do you know it was 108.22 is what it weighed my goodness and and you were by yourself yes no i uh well it so it was easter it was easter sunday and I told the wife I really I wanted to go fishing, and she said, "Well, just go." And uh, I went out there, and and uh, I was uh, well, I was pre-fishing for the Taylor's Landing tournament. I'm not going to lie; I was trying to uh, I was testing out a few areas, and uh, I just got fortunate enough to hook into a giant. So, so how'd you land it by yourself? Well, that's, <laughs> it was <laughs> difficult. So my, my boat has pretty deep sides, uh, the low, and, uh, it's real deep in the center. 
and uh, the gunnels are very tall. And I fought the fish. Uh, I, I don't know how far it was, but I could. I, I I was fishing not far away from Franklin Island boat ramp, and by the time I got done, I could see the I seventy bridge. Oh my goodness! Yeah, no, we we went a long, long ways. So was the first of all you you were all you weren't anchored when when you hooked it no i told a lot of people that i was because that was i lied because there was a <laughs> tournament coming up <laughs> and everybody was asking me how i caught it i said oh i was anchored no i i was trying to, what i was doing was i went out there to see if i could catch anything bumping I, the water temperature was a little cool and i didn't have a whole lot of luck i caught uh a 41 anchored and uh i didn't catch anything on the two prior bins i tried bumping and i caught another 20 pound fish anchored on a spot but they were close enough to some revetment i'm like i'm i'm, I'm just gonna try this spot and uh, i started bumping down through there and i i didn't even i didn't go probably 40 yards maybe and i i've I fished this spot before and it just hit like a freight train. And, and then when it went straight out to the middle of the river and then there was no, I shut the trolling motor off cause I, I knew it was a good fish, but still we floated and we floated and floated and I could not, it just kept moving with the boat. It, it wouldn't, it didn't ever want to surface. It just stayed at the bottom of the river. It, it, I could look at, I mean, I, it's straight over. I could look at my depth finder, and I was like 19, 20 foot deep. And this fish was, you know, probably four or five foot behind where I was standing, and it was 25 foot. It just, it stayed right on the bottom the entire time until it tired out. I didn't, I didn't horse it or anything. I just kind of waited it out, and <laughs> glad I had a good hook set. Yeah, so you could see the fish on your fish finder? I didn't see the fish. I was looking more as a depth into okay. relationship with uh, my line counter on my bumping rod. So I knew, I was, I was, I knew, you know, you can kind of tell if the line is perpend, you know, straight up and down with your boat, you know, it's close, but I, I wasn't sure, you know, I was trying to pay attention to the depth to see how deep it was. And it, it just, I was noticing the whole time that that fish was hanging on to the bottom. It didn't want to come up. Huh. And it's amazing. It didn't get into anything or. Uh, it was, I had to speed the boat up. I had to turn the trolling motor back on several times throughout the, the whole ordeal to uh, gain momentum because the boat was going back faster than the fish was. And I'm doing this nonetheless all by myself, you know, I, it, it's which I do it anyhow, but to net the fish was the biggest problem. Once it, once I finally got it to the surface, I realized how big the fish was and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and then it was just like a whale on top of the surface. You know, it, it was, it didn't matter if I had the trolling motor or not, it's moving back as fast as I was moving back. So trying to get the net underneath of it, and thank God, Tombstone, they have a, a humongous 
Um, I'm trying to think of the uh, the net that they have, but it's it's absolutely a ginormous net. And Gary Taylor is the one that told me I had I had a, a, a prior brand, and he said, "Hey, this ain't big enough." And which I mean, it was big, but it wasn't deep enough. He said, "You know, you get a long fish, and you can knock the hook out of their mouth, and they can still get out." And uh, that net, I got that thing in that net, and I could not get it up over the side of the boat for nothing. And I'm a big guy, you know. I'm not. It's it's not that I'm weak or nothing. That it was just so far down there, so I had to get out of the current to get the fish up into the boat. Is pretty much what I did. Uh, I went in behind some uh, wing dikes, and I got the fish up out of the boat. And luckily, somebody was coming down river. Uh, another some people were mushroom hunting and uh, i i hollered at them they came over they helped me weigh them uh i think they're actually they're good friends with tyrone jackson uh a guy that's putting on a a uh all oh, the trotline tournament the 66 hook benefit tournament here oh. uh, I, I can't remember what the date is but uh they helped me weigh it and take pictures and they were just in awe just as well as i was <laughs> Yeah, so you you had a scale. What would your scale go to? 120? Yeah, I think that's what I, I'm – or maybe it's 110. I can't – the Whisker Seeker scale is what I use, which is what a lot of people – and they're good They're good scales, but I did bend the uh, the grips some, and he, he asked me to send – Chris Ferguson, uh, the kind of the – creator of all that stuff he asked me to send him a picture and i, I never have done it yet but it, it it did it just slightly bent them and i've heard of other people like josh brown from down in alabama has caught some some over 100 but they are a very reliable scale i mean they are very close we've weighed a lot of fish on those scales and and when you we take them into weigh in they are very very close and I mean, if, if it bends a little on a 108 pounder, that's a good problem it, to have. Right? Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so how how long were you fighting the fish? It's I bet it, it had to have been. I looked at my clock whenever I set up, uh, started bumping, and I think it was probably around 35 to 40 minutes, somewhere in that neighborhood. Huh. Yeah, and, it just took forever. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it, it seemed like even longer than that while you're fighting it. Yeah, by yourself for sure. Did, did you think it was a catfish, or did you think it was like a big rubber nose sturgeon, or what? what no, I knew I could tell by the way what it was doing that it was definitely a good fish. Now, I, well, I've caught some in the '80s, and they're they are definitely it's. there's a whole different breed from, from 50 to 70. It's, I mean, you can have some that are extremely good fighters. I've had some that are 30 pounds. That'll make you think they're 60, but when they just stay down and they don't do a whole lot and you can't get them up to the surface. I mean, you, you know that they're a really big fish. I mean, it's, it's a really good fish. Huh. Okay. Yeah. It just even fights different. Yeah, no, it just, it, you can't do anything with it. Uh, it just, 
they just sit there or, you know, or they, or they're moving, but they're going out to the, the, the center of the river, you know, they'll, that seems to be the, the notorious thing for fish over, I, I don't know, 60 pounds. They, they just seem to go out. They want, they want to go out towards the middle of the river. And when you see one do that, you're like, ah, I know I got a good one. Huh? Now th- this is just a hypothetical but if you had been anchored and you hooked that fish, do you think you could have gotten off anchor and landed it? I'd have had to cut the anchor rope. Okay. Yeah, I have no doubt. I don't have a, a buoy ball, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a bumper, so, I mean, I like anchoring. I've caught a lot of fish anchoring, but if I can bump, that's that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing. Uh, it, uh, you know, I'm not going to do it all night or nothing like that, but, uh, I would much rather be bumping than I would be anchoring. It just, I don't know. It, it's a lot, it is work. I mean, it, it definitely is. Uh, there, you, you know, there's a lot of variables and you ain't always on the right spot. It, but I would much rather be bumping than I would be anchoring. Sure. Sure, I, I understand. I was just wondering for for other people if how that would have played out if because because you don't get very many chances at those kind of fish. Where the water, what the kind of current I was fishing, it would have been you would have had to get off anchor somehow. I I, you, I don't think you, I I don't foresee catching that fish unless you were able to get off anchor like you could have been anchored up hooked him uh i mean there's people that have done it but for my where the fish was located at i just it would have been extremely hard i i don't know i i it i would have put a lot of stress on the fish and it it definitely would have for sure 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 is there anything um you know you had the the great big dip net that that made it work is there anything you would have done different or something that you weren't prepared for? Uh, Well, (laughs) I don't know. I I wasn't prepared to catch a hundred pounder, but uh, having somebody in the boat, um, you know, I've, I fished a lot of tournaments by myself, uh, you know, many years ago, 12, 13 years ago. And I can tell you that that day it, it would have been a whole lot easier to have a friend in the boat, but you know what? It's a story that I'll never forget (laughs) for sure. You know, it, uh, as far as tackle, you know, or anything else I could have had to land the fish. I think I had all the necessary tools besides somebody else netting the fish or there to experience it with me. Yeah, and if you had had somebody, you know, sometimes I'll try new places that I wouldn't necessarily with someone in the boat or I'm more hard-headed. You know, maybe you wouldn't have caught that fish if you'd had you it. Had may not it. have. Yeah, no, that you're exactly right. Uh, yeah. that, that is for I've the two biggest fish I've ever caught have come when I was fishing by myself. And luckily I had somebody that was on the river at the same time to help me weigh the fish. I, I was able to call them. And did, did you ask anybody to go that day so that they can be sick about it? No, I, I didn't. Uh, I, I definitely, I did not. 
uh, I, I had thought about it, but I, I used to like to fish by myself a, a lot. You know, it's kind of peaceful, and uh, you don't have to worry about anybody. You know, you always want that if you take somebody, you want them to catch fish. And, and the, uh, the Missouri River, uh, like Chris Brenniger says, it could be very fickle. You know, it, it's, uh, it can be. It, it can be very tough. Yeah, you, you just have to be okay not catching fish sometimes, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, and confidence comes in time uh, on the, on that river, you know, it definitely does. And and like the, you know, the tournaments that Shane Wyatt puts on, every one of those guys that fish that, tur- you know, that tournament series, like just like we are, they are phenomenal fishermen. I mean, it, it, you I can tell you that, you know, just like the points race right now, the top 20, you don't have, we don't, it's really, it's a lot closer than everybody thinks. It, it is extremely close. Yeah. And so you caught that fish on a Sunday pre-fishing for the next weekend for Taylor's Landing, correct? Yep. And then my boat blew up. <laughs> so you went from pretty high. I mean, going into that tournament, you had to be as, is confident or feeling as good about your abilities as possible. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, and, definitely. And, and then it, it uh, ended up having problems. I went out, I took my boat out to catch bait and then it wouldn't start. Three of the spark plugs were backed halfway out of the motor. Uh, it, uh, it, it wouldn't run. The battery was dead. Um, I can't remember what else was wrong. And, uh, we were just, uh, up the Creek without a paddle per se. <laughs> and so Bob, Bobby Smith, he has a boat and, uh, we decided to use his, but I planned on walking bait. And I told him, I said, those batteries, you know, they're, they're not going to last. Well, he was having battery trouble. So we get out there and we have no, no battery to walk bait. None. And his wife, bless her heart, she drove all the way from Moberly, went and bought new batteries, brought them all the way down there. And, you know, granted, they weren't just charged up, but we put them in the boat. We got back, started fishing about noon. And, but you know, by that time of day, we couldn't get to the spot we had wanted. And there were some already peop- some people fishing it already. And, uh, we, I don't even know where we ended up. It wasn't very good. We caught, I don't know, three or four fish. I don't even know if we had a limit, uh, but struggle from there on after, uh, as far as my boat situation that I, I got it back like two or three times and it was something every time. And then finally the motor blew up in it. Uh, my goodness. So do you have a motor now? I do. Again, and it's ready to go. Oh, that's all. What what'd you end up getting? Uh, it's the same one. Just well, actually, it's not the same one. It's a two hundred horsepower block instead of the one seventy five, and uh, it runs phenomenal. It is uh, West Perry Marine did an awesome job. Uh, I can't thank them enough. They did a really good job. Well, that's great because when when you have boat problems, it can really snowball. It's just it, terrible. 
it was uh, very depressing. It was hard to overcome. And, uh, well, we did, we did really well in the, uh, in the Dalton tournament. We did great there. We caught a really good fish and, and, uh, we had a good time and Brenniger and them did an awesome job in that tournament. It was fantastic. 244 pounds. It was, that, that's, uh, quite the feat there to, to, to try to beat something like that. You can't even be upset when, when someone comes in with 244 pounds, you just have to apply no. that. It's just awesome. No, you have to. That was a really, really good weight. Uh, you know, to, for, and I've fished a lot of tournaments and we had a 83.7 pound fish in that tournament. And, 9.9.9 out of 10 times that fish is going to win big fish. I mean, three pound fish is a big fish. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he caught a 108.3 something pound fish. You know, it's, that was phenomenal. I mean, they did a really, really good job. Yeah. Hey, before I forget, you know, Chris was talking about his fish was all beat up. How, what kind of condition was, was the fish you landed? I looked at the, I was, we, me and Shane had talked about this some, and I looked back and I can see a slight sore on the side of that fish's mouth. And I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I don't want to take anything away from Troy and them. I mean, obviously you still have to catch it. I, I mean, I hope there's more of them that but to be that close in weight. I don't know. It, it very possibly could have been the same fish. Uh, I, and that's awesome if it was, because I, I'm glad, uh, you know, that, that just goes to show you, I released that fish healthy and it was caught again, but I don't know that for, for a fact because I didn't tag it or anything like that, but it was so close in weight that, uh, you know, it very possibly could have been. And I look back at that picture and I, there's a, there is a, pink spot on the side of that fish's mouth now whether it's the same one i mean we're talking i think it was probably a month a month and a week later so i, I it it was pretty beat up though so I, i'm not sure it, it could have been but i didn't drop the fish or anything like that i put it right in the the live well and got you know had the the water running and uh and then shortly after i got pictures I'd say it wasn't in the live well for more than 10, maybe 15 minutes at the most. And then I released it. Huh. That's really fascinating to think about. It could have been the same fish and I've never handled a triple digit fish, so I wouldn't know, but maybe all of them are beat up. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they've been I, around a long time. Yeah. He kind of thought maybe it got on a trot line or, and that's definitely a possibility. Uh, but I, I don't know how much stress, you know, yeah, well, I mean, obviously it's a 108 pound fish and then you have it hooked in current and that's putting more stress on that mouth. So I'm not, it, it definitely could have had some sores on it, but I, I've caught fish that, you know, 30, 40 pound fish that has still had um, spawn sores from the year before you can see on the top of their head and they, they heal up just fine. And, but I don't know. It's hard. It was just so close in weight that that's what made us think, wow, I wonder if that was the same fish, you know? Yeah. That, that's an awesome thought. 
Um, well, ha- have you been fishing lately? Have you been out there? Uh, we went out this weekend. We were going to fish the, uh, the Dalton Memorial Tournament, and uh, I uh, took the wife. We had to pick up the kid early, and uh, we went out that morning, and we did catch a 60-pound fish in about uh, – we weren't out there. We got out there about 80, 830. And uh, I didn't walk bait very far and landed that fish and then never had a bite after that for, I don't we fished till 1130. And uh, then to see that the, <laughs> the fish that was uh, Bobby, my partner, they won it and they caught, I, I don't remember, I think it was a 13 pound fish is what won the tournament. Huh. Yeah, no, it was really a lot of the fish are, are spawning, getting there. It won't be too far away. Jeff City tournament should be really, really good. Uh, it, it, I think it will be a phenomenal tournament. So they'll be by Jeff City, they're going to be off the nest and hungry, you think? Yeah, no, I think it will be. Uh, well, I went down there here a few days ago and caught some really good fish so i'm hoping they're still in the same area (laughs) yeah so anybody fishing right now like if you went last weekend or coming up and you're really struggling it it may just be there on the on the yeah i mean they, they don't all spawn or you know at the same time but uh there's a lot less fish you know there's a lot more fish spawning than there probably is not so if you're going out right now, it it, it is going to be tough. You know, it, it definitely is, especially on the Missouri River. Uh, but here in a few weeks, it, it'll be really, it'll be really good because they'll be hungry. Awesome. Well, we we look forward to that. Uh, do you have any uh, big plans? Any any future tournaments or any anything you're doing? Uh, we're sticking to Shane's Trail, and uh, I know we're going to go to Memphis in September and fish that down there but that's the only other tournament that we are fishing we are strictly fishing shane's tournaments awesome well that that's great to hear and um before i let you go do you you have any final thoughts or anybody you want to thank or or anything like that yeah no just i you know tombstone tackle they have great gear that's where i buy all my stuff at and uh just want to thank shane wyatt uh for putting up with everybody's crap <laughs> uh, it's because it's not easy and you're not making a whole lot of money. He does it because he, he loves to do it. And uh, we really appreciate it uh, because it gives us something to do closer to home than having to travel everywhere. And uh, he puts, they, they do a really good job uh, caring for the fish and, and then, you know, take care of the angler, you know, they, they appreciate it everybody so i, I want to give a big shout out to him all right yeah and it's a tight line because the anglers some of them can be hard to put up with and it's hard to please everybody and he, he's kind of walking a tightrope there and- yeah no you got to do what you feels best i think is is what that comes down to and you know some people aren't going to like it and some people are it's just the way it goes Yet I thought Brenniger's fish that they kept for the live for the weigh-in was awesome because oh yeah for sure yeah that that's just so cool I mean 
What? It's not, not everybody has seen, I mean, there's a lot of people that haven't seen an 80 pound fish, you know, or 70, uh, you know, that was, they did, and they did, they, they t really took care of the fish and I watched them release it and man, that thing swam off just like it never left the water. Huh. That's, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. They did a really good job caring for the fish. Well, do you have any, uh, parting thoughts you'd, you'd like to give the listeners no i just hope i'm here back in about a month or so after we win this warsaw tournament <laughs> well i can't wait and uh you know that's always a fun one the water's going it's, i think it's fun it's gonna be fun it's gonna be tough but uh it we'll just see how it plays out Thanks again to Craig Shoemate for taking his time to give us a great interview and what an amazing accomplishment. So congratulations to Craig. He's in the triple digit club here. That is awesome. And it's so cool to think about. I reached out to a friend of mine in fisheries about whether it was the same fish or not. And it, it did not surprise him at all that it could have been the same fish or there's lots of big fish through that section that it could be a different fish. So either way, I think it's awesome. If it's different fish, you have several triple digit fish there, alive, healthy, swimming around, just getting bigger. Or you have the same fish, which was caught, taken care of and released again. That's awesome too. And in Europe and Britain, these carp fishermen, these really big fish. Now, it's very different because I think the fishery is different, water clarity, a lot of different things. But these giant fish overseas that they're pursuing, these trophy fish, they're long-lived. They name them, and, and people keep tabs on these very large record-breaking carp over there i don't know if we'll ever get to anything like that here and i don't know if you want to but it it's just really cool to to even think it could have been the same fish it's cool these these giant fish are in our state and and just a, a testament to the fishery awesome 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 i did not mention it in the news but there's been several drownings boating accidents some bad things going on and just be safe out there um i don't think any of these are, are cat fishermen or anything but j just be aware out there things can happen so quickly on the water just just take care and so, so you can fish again as far as looking ahead, future events, June 24th and 25th, coming right up here, is the Central Missouri Catfish Tournament, Drake Harbor Fishing Tournament. Now, this, I think, has a $200 entry fee. It's a night tournament. It's a very cool tournament. If, if you don't like lake fishing, you want something with a little current, I would encourage you to check this tournament out. It is it is right up there below the dam. There's usually a lot of current going, clear water. 
lots of shad up there right at Drake Harbor, but, but shad are usually relatively easy to catch. Bait's easy to catch. And when that water's going, the fishing's very good. Lots of people bump, drift, do these things. We, we had a great time last year, I think it was. Might have been the year before. I don't, I don't remember, but it, it is a great tournament. And I encourage anyone, again, that, that doesn't like lake fishing, but, it, but in the area, it, it's more like river fishing to me, especially up there. Now, you can go down in your boat as far as you want and get more of a lake-like setting, but, but up there at Drake Harbor, it's, it's a really cool, cool place, I think. My favorite place to fish on the river probably, or on the lake, is right there because it's river-like. And then on July 15th, one of my very, very favorite tournaments, the West Johnson Memorial Catfish Tournament. Again, that's July 15th. It is on Facebook. You can go on there and, and find that. I've shared it on our page. Kathy Ray does a lot of the work for it. But it is out of Brunswick, which is on the, the Grand River, which is we where we fish mostly that that's our home port if you will so july 15th and what is cool about this if you ever want to do a tournament it's not part of a tournament series it's just for a, a good cause a scholarship memorial for a young man Wes johnson who passed away unfortunately and they're they're doing something uh trying to, to do something positive here and they are doing some positive there are lots of door prizes traditionally, historically, lots of prizes you can win, small fish, big fish. It's all night. If you don't have a giant boat, you don't want to be on the Missouri River at night, which I completely understand. It is on the Grand River, which is not the intimidating force it can be but almost it, it usually isn't if if the water isn't up which it is not up at this time i feel very confident it will not be up given our drought like conditions by the 15th but you can fish all night on the grand river have a great time for a great cause whether you catch fish or don't catch fish like like our camp usually doesn't there's still a great prizes, and it's just a really a fun, fun time. Last year, the tournament's grown so much that it it had been a little slow getting in and out, and they've changed the rules to allow for boats to be put in a little earlier, I think, to kind of reduce the congestion. But we still encourage you to come out. I think you should be it should be easier to get your boat in and out this year and have a great time, and, and we just encourage you to come out because Brunswick's right there. Sheraton County is in the heart of trophy catfish, not just blue cats, giant flatheads caught out of Brunswick every single year. Again, Kathy Ray's on that. If you just type Kathy Ray in Facebook or West Johnson Tournament or check out our Facebook page, we share information about it. 
on July 22nd. Now, this is not catfishing. It's a fly fishing event, fly fishing tutorial, which is about as far from catfishing as you can get. But it is in Unionville, so way up north central Missouri. Any of listeners up there, there's a, a fishing event there if you've ever wanted to fly fish or can be a, a fun way to catch bait. July 22nd, and then July 29th, 30th, Central Missouri Catfish Tournament, the Jeff City Night Tournament. As Craig Shoemate alluded to, spawn should be over. That should be on fire by then down there. There's a lot of really good fishermen right in the Jeff City. Jeff City, Shamoy, all going that way. There's there's going to be a lot of big fish caught at that one, which just really exciting. So the rest of the summer setting up to be great. Hopefully we get a little rain here to relieve our drought-like conditions. Not drought-like, our drought conditions. And let's keep it going. Reach out if you have any catfish pictures, news, updates. Love to share it. I, I need feedback to keep the podcast going and thank you so much for listening missouri catfish podcast at gmail.com reach out to us anytime tight lines